0: Hey, what is up, podcast listeners? I am so glad that you have found yourself at the Joyful Courage Podcast. This is a place where we celebrate real and raw conversations about raising kids with conscious parenting and positive discipline. I'm your host, Casey O'Rourke. I'm a facilitator, I'm a parent coach. Most importantly, I am a mom of two teenagers and I am walking the path of more mindful, intentional parenting right alongside of you. Please know that this podcast is created for you. I create it for you and for our community. And if you love it, feel free to share it with all of your family and friends over social media. Let's spread the word. Let's get as many people as possible listening to this show. Please write a review on Apple's podcast, formerly known as iTunes. And join the Patreon community where parents just like you are contributing just a small little amount each month to the show and enjoying perks like monthly webinars and community conversations about the content you hear on this podcast. Check the show notes for links and more details on all of that. I am so, so grateful that you are here and now enjoy the show. Hey, podcast listeners, welcome back. I'm so excited for my very first guest of 2019. Sarah Harvey Yao is a leadership consultant. Who has developed more than 4,000 leaders across the globe? She specializes in helping leaders navigate pressure and stress by staying present in the moment. Sarah is the author of two books, Get Present and Drop In. And her work has been seen on CNN, Mind Body Magazine, Self Magazine, and King 5 News. She's also the mother of two teen boys and can speak firsthand how the skill of presence can transform the parenting experience. And Sarah's going to tell you all about where you can find her at the end of the show. But I'm just so excited to say welcome back to the podcast, Sarah. Yay. Thank you. I am
1: very, very pleased to be back. Um, you're like one of my favorite podcasters out there.
0: So oh, thanks for having me back. I love that. Please remind the listeners a little bit about how you found yourself doing what you do. Oh, my work is
1: just, <laughs> just born out of my own personal journey. <laughs> you uh, <and> you both. <laughs> I just take a big deep breath as I look back on the years of, of this, but it, it, long story short, I, I have found and been invited into really understanding what being fully present is and what it means and how it transforms our experience of life. Mm-hmm. And so from that, it, There's, um, quite a bit out there around mindfulness and, and meditation and all of that's a part of my work and the language I really orient just personally to is, is being fully present, Mm -hmm. being fully present in the moment, fully present to our experience and, uh, I practice every day. Uh, this is not a skill you master. It's just something you continue to work with. And parenting has a special way of amping up my practice. <laughs> mm, just, It's special. It is special. <laughs> oh, teenage boys. <laughs> Two teenage boys in the house, uh, 13 and 16. And oh yes, gosh. I I practice and I'm learning every day, every day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And just to remind you listeners, the last time Sarah was on was episode 68. And many of you refer to that episode often because it was such a great conversation. We talked about dropping into ourselves, finding our presence. And Sarah, you were also part of the mindfulness mini summit that I did, where you talked with me about meditation and both of those experiences were really well received by listeners. Today, we're going to talk about naming emotions. I had seen a post, because I follow you on Instagram, (laughs) and you shared on Instagram recently where you wrote, naming feelings opens a doorway for the energy of the emotion to metabolize. And I was so intrigued just, yes, by naming feelings, because I think that's such an important practice for all of us to be doing for ourselves as well as our kids. But the language around opening a doorway for the energy of the emotion to metabolize, just I just like wanted to marinate in that. So to start, tell me about what inspired you to share about the topic of feelings and what is it that you mean by the energy of emotion?
1: Yeah, so emotion is broken down into, it's just energy- in motion it Mm. it, it's just energy when there's an emotion it just we feel it because it it, hopefully is moving Mm. and it is designed to move it's just energy Mm -hmm. that's all it is we our minds attach good or bad labels to them when i'm happy it's good when i'm sad it's bad but in um in reality it's all just energy But when we experience the emotions that are less comfortable or less desirable, according to our conditioned mind, we tend to, um, hold them in or, um, contract, Mm -hmm. um, and stuff, you know, we're familiar with all the, the, the ways that we don't feel or we distract ourselves. Mm -hmm. But really what wants to happen is that they just want to move and Mm -hmm. they want to move out of the system. Because when we feel it, we feel an emotion, it then it has some room to move and then can come out. And then you get to move on with your next experience. But if we're not feeling them, they get stuck. And so they can't metabolize. When I say the emotion wants to metabolize, it wants to move, it wants to dissipate.
0: Mm.
1: So naming the emotion is one way that we can start to look at it and be with it and allow it in its own intelligence to start
0: moving. Yeah. So, so important, right. For parents on the journey, like both Mm -hmm. as models, but uh, (laughs) equally as important is as we, as we experience, you know, the challenges that come with raising kids and, and, It can feel just like a roller coaster. And when I hear you say emotions, they want to be in motion and they want to move through and out. So I'm, it brings me like immediately what comes to mind. And this is something that I hear, especially from the people that I work one-on-one with, as I'm sure you do as well. You know, it's that the conversation around, you know, I just, I get so angry and I can't shake it off, Mm. you know, and, and I, I, and I know that experience too, right? Like I'm sitting on my bed and I'm just all the feels, tingling, Mm. tension, can't, you know, probably in disbelief for some new and creative way that my children have surprised me by (laughs) their awesome (laughs) life choices. And, (laughs) And I'm like, okay, oh my God, I'm freaking out. Okay. I know I need to calm down. And oh my gosh, I'm so mad or I'm so like, is that so in that moment, I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm acknowledging I'm recognizing, but I'm guessing there are some other pieces as well, as far as being my own facilitator of moving that mm-hmm. energy of emotion. hmm yeah, the
1: you're doing great. If you're sitting oh. and like, you can <laughs> Thank sit you down and, oh my God. <laughs> and just noticing your own reactions, you are you are well ahead of the game. So awesome job on that. Oh
0: good. So um, feeling so knowing we're in it when we're in it,
1: knowing when we're in it we're in it, and we kind of t- <laughs> take it away from other people so we don't spew it on other people or or just you know, have some sort of reaction that we regret later. So I, I, I sort of had this image of you in your own bedroom. I've never seen your house, but you in your own bedroom, sort of working your way through it. Um, that that's a great, great first step. Like, wow, I'm in it. Even saying out loud just to yourself or to the, you know, to the dog, I am in it right now. Mm -hmm. Even that creates a little bit more space because what what you're starting to do is disconnect or just simply observe the experience of being in the emotion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because sometimes we, our minds really want to attach meaning. We want to figure out why we want to immediately go into the fix it mode or how did I, you know, this is a bad reflection of me. There's a lot of places the mind wants to go. But if we say in the purity of the emotion if you really, really, truly stay with emotion and just are with it and sort of watch it and observe it, the real intensity of the emotion actually can pass fairly quickly within a, within about 90 seconds, actually, um, the, the intensity of the energy. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we often feel the intensity and either want to retreat or we get totally sucked into it. And then the mind creates a bunch of story around it. And, and then we're kind of off and running.
0: So, yeah, I call that the emotional freight train has picked us up and taken us to crazy town. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the intensity, right? The intensity and, and is that, and we're on the, you know, the emotional freight train, so is that where you would say, you know, we head into like resentment and blame. And is that where we have the opportunity to really hold on and really like the 90 seconds? Yes. If we are with it, open to it, acknowledging it, then we can get to the other side of it. But is it like really diving into it? Like you said, um, that's when it just feels like we can't quote, let it go. Is that what you would say?
1: Yeah, it just, um, I, I should just say that I don't see very many people doing this well, by the way, and I'm not even, I'm not even saying I do this well. Oh yeah, me sitting on
0: my bed, everyone, that's like on the best day of my life, <laughs> yeah, right? This is not a normal day where I'm like, let me go be, collect myself and feel just, my feelings. So straight up about this, <laughs> but I'm saying there's a possibility that if you really were to just
1: be with with the experience of the intensity, the intensity passes quickly if you're not resisting it. So there's, there's, there's the possibility. The reality is most of us feel, you know, have an emotion. We got either emotionally triggered or scared or something Mm -hmm. angry and, um, and we, and we tend to either get taken on a ride with, like you have mentioned in, in many a podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm suggesting that first for ourselves, that we, that naming what you're experiencing may be a great start to Got working it. with it. So even, even saying, I am so, freaking fiery, hot right now. Mm. Maybe you wouldn't use freaking maybe you would use another word or, um, you know, my, uh, my stomach is so tight right now, mm-hmm. or I am so scared mm-hmm. and I'm talking just to yourself mm-hmm. saying verbally, getting it out of your body starts, starts it being able to move, but it's when we contain it and we contain our feelings and we contain our words about it. Um, that, that it can get stuck.
0: Why do you, why do we do that? Why do you think that it's so hard? And I don't know if it's cultural or what, but it seems like I, cause that's, this is something that when we teach positive discipline classes, you know, it's a lot of role-playing. And the first question that we ask to parents after an experience is what are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And and, and nine times out of 10, the parent wants to say, well, I feel like I want to, you know, it's, it's not a feeling. It's an, it's a thinking, right? It's a thought. Yes, it's, it's a, a thought. thought. And mm-hmm. so it's really challenging to, and we talk about, well, feelings are one word and, you know, let's drop a little deeper than frustrated. And it's really challenging for, and I'm, I'm sure it's just because we don't practice. I know it's because we don't practice. This isn't how we talk to each other, but what else gets in? What do you think gets in the way? What do you notice in your practice gets in the way of people really acknowledging how they're feeling? Oh, so much, <laughs> so much, yeah. um, much
1: of it has been, been through our own conditioning. I mean, if you yeah. really think back on how we were raised, um, and what, and what the general kind of discourse has been, especially when we were younger, I mean, some, I'll just say it's in the seventies for me. Yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> there wasn't much talk of this. It was, I mean, I, I what I remember is like, suck it up.
0: math with your kids, you can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods.
1: Right. Suck suck it up buttercup or get over it.
0: Or, um, the, you know,
1: very specifically I heard you're so sensitive, Mm. stop being so sensitive. So there's so many messages about stoicism and, um, containment and, and a real insinuation of how very unproductive and non-pragmatic feelings can be. And then we've also got some brain science around it. It's, it's, we just, when we have feelings and we're not used to working with them, it's kind of an unknown. And so it tends to kick us into the fight or flight response. Mm. So there's, oh man, it feels like the odds are stacked against us. Um, but, but the beautiful thing is this is very much, uh, can be a learned behavior for both adults and kids.
0: Yeah. I love that. And that's, those are the dots that I'm hearing you connect. And I think something that, Uh, we talk about a lot here on the podcast is it's just because, well, I wasn't, I was conditioned this way, or I have a hard time with emotions or often what I'll hear is, um, well, I ask them, because I, you know, I always invite parents and I do this myself in my own practice when we're helping our children navigate challenges, you know, asking them, how does that make you feel And sometimes parents, you know, they'll bump into their kids saying, I I don't know, Mm -hmm. or they'll say, my, my child doesn't like to talk about how they're feeling. And my response is always like, well, keep asking Mm -hmm. and keep modeling. So even though we might not say, well, I think it's really powerful to, to say, wow, I'm feeling really overwhelmed by my emotions right now. And my belly is tight and my shoulders are tense. I'm going to like out loud, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go in my room and take some breaths and help myself work through this so that I, I'll say so that I'm not super mean to you. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So great. Again, you know, when I can catch myself, but Mm -hmm. this is, and I think there's such a powerful modeling, right? That happens both we're training ourselves, but we're also in service to our kids so that they see, oh, you know, this is a human thing, like emotions and self-regulation. It's not all the adults have it together and the kids are freak shows. Mm -hmm. It's we're all working towards this.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think when we're in emotion, we're, we're in a different part of our brain than the language center. Mm -hmm. So it's often hard to articulate what we're feeling. Um, that's why in, in the blog that you saw, I, I talk about just the, really the seven basic emotions. And I've used these with my, with my kids and myself for, as long as I can remember, honestly, that just, are you sad? Are you mad? Are you scared? Are you happy? Are you surprised? are you embarrassed? Are you disgusted? Mm. And we would literally just go, through. are you sad? No. Okay. Are you mad? Yes. Okay. Are you scared? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Are you happy? No. (laughs) And just kind of go through. It's like, okay, well, we've got sad, maybe scared or no, we've got mad, maybe scared and maybe embarrassed.
0: Okay, Mm. great. And it's a doorway. We're just looking for the doorway. Oh, I love that. I love that. The entry point, right? Yeah. To figuring out, because so often we think we know what's happening with our kids, right? That tip of the iceberg and we could stay there and we forget there's so much under the surface that we get to explore and check our assumptions against. I think a lot about anger and the mad emotion, Mm -hmm. mostly because, you know, I hear all over, you know, you see all over the internet from parent educators and the like saying, you know, here's a webinar to stop yelling or a 10 day, you know, a 10 day challenge to stop yelling. And, and I've even, you know, I have a a workshop that I do called more love, less rage, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? And the idea is to navigate this flood of emotion that, you know, floods our body and then comes out of our mouth, you know, not to mention spanking and, you know, kind of the more corporal punishment, but really just focusing on the yelling anger to me is this powerful emotion that, that it's like enticing because it's powerful. Like it, it feels like it's leading us into action. But when we dig under the surface, especially considering, you know, parenting teens, but I think also any really anywhere you are on the parenting journey, there's also fear and disappointment and embarrassment and disbelief and it seems like and and i would love your opinion on this when i think about those emotions fear disappointment embarrassment disbelief they feel uh they kind of they feel weak they feel like like um a collapsing in and so, in that discomfort, because it's incredibly uncomfortable, right? Anger can kind of swoop in to take over, and we have something we can do something with. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah
1: i I always talk about anger as a secondary emotion, mm. and I'm sure have you have you heard that language before? Maybe that okay, makes sense so this, to me. So it, it it's like the um it's like the signal fire <laughs> it's like something's going on here
0: oh, i like that and signal fire
1: gener- i just made that up yeah um, good job. like generally good speaking anger is a is a very powerful emotion it's it, it, you're absolutely right there's energy behind it and when i um experience anger and i work with my clients on this it's a sign that your boundaries have been crossed
0: oh.
1: or there's a sign something deeper is going on Mm-hmm. so anger in and of itself, like uh, we could just talk an entire podcast on anger and the power of anger and the importance of anger mm-hmm. and how to use it in a way that's incredibly constructive because I, I love anger. I love it when it comes up for me because I, I know I'm onto something good, mm-hmm. but most people either get swept away with anger and move into the rage mm-hmm. Um or they just sort of stop at the anger piece. But anger, remember, it's just it's just a signal. It's just a sign something else is down here, <laughs> a little bit deeper. Like you you know you 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 obviously talk your clients um, take your clients on that journey. Mm-hmm. But generally, under anger, if you peel back several layers, it usually is is um, just deep grief or fear.
0: Yeah. And that's and- really hard to be with. Oh such
1: courage <laughs> such courage to even explore something beneath the anger and that's why i think we don't do it very often mm-hmm. it's not modeled well we don't get we don't have the support for it but there is that possibility of going beneath the anger because man that's where the, that's where the richness is
0: Hey, hi friends! Uh, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to pop in and remind you that the Parenting Teens with Positive Discipline Audio Summit registration is open right now. Right now, you can jump over to joyfulcourage.com/teensummit, all one word, and you can register for the audio summit that will be going live January 18th through February First, listen, you know that I know the struggle of raising teens with positive discipline. Oh my gosh. There's the risky behavior, the drug use, the body image issues, screen time addiction. What else? Individuation, brain and emotional development, anxiety and depression, school drama, friendship drama, sex. I mean, come on, people. What isn't there to deal with during the teen years? And it's hard. It's hard to stand in relationship. It's hard to hold kindness and firmness, especially as we know that before too long, they're going to be walking out that door and into their young adult life. So I have gathered some of my most favorite friends, colleagues, mentors in the positive discipline world, and we are digging into all the hot topics. All you got to do is register joyfulcourage.com slash teen summit, register. And for five days, starting on the 28th, you will get emails from me every morning that will get you into that day's interview. So each day, I don't know, you'll get probably three or four interviews to listen to. You'll have the whole weekend to catch anything that you missed. And, um, yeah, you're going to be really excited. You're going to feel empowered and you're going to have tools to use that will help you develop deeper relationships with your teenagers and support them in developing the life skills that they need to be thriving, contributing, capable, confident members of society. So again, registration is open. Head over to www.joyfulcourage.com slash teen summit, all one word teen summit. All right, back to the interview i'm thinking about so i don't know what happens to me at dinner but i by dinner time you know i i always have this expectation and maybe this is my problem that we are going to sit down together and have this delightful conversation and it's going to be great and it And actually, if you were an observer of our family dinners, you would be like, "Um, what are you complaining about right now? Because everybody sits down together. We laugh and joke, but no matter, not no matter what, it's sometimes it'll kind of spin. And there's this thing that my daughter does that just feels so condescending and so disrespectful. And it's not this big explosive thing. It's subtle. And then I just get triggered and, and Mm -hmm. we were, we were talking about, and I got super bugged last night and just got up. That's what I do. I get up. I'm excused. Go to the, go to the sink, do my plate, you know, and Rowan, my daughter is like, mom, why are you so triggered by me? You know, like this is the, this is the thing of raising kids with positive discipline and and mindfulness. She just is like, whoa, you're super triggered what's going on. And I'm like, don't you act like you don't know what you're doing and you know exactly what you're doing. And she goes, uh, I have no idea why you're so mad. And I got to, that's the choice point, right? I got to take a step back and either argue with her about whether or not she knew what she was doing when she was doing it, or take the feedback and recognize perhaps, (laughs) which is something that I say all the time, like, they don't, they aren't wrapped up in making our lives miserable. Like they're way too self-centered to be that focused on us. I say that. And yet I live in a way that's like, you make me so crazy. And, you know, so I got to kind of lean back and say, you know, it feels like, you know, sometimes it feels like when we're in conversation that you, it just kind of feels like an attack on what I'm saying and, and really dismissive. And I was able to use really clear language and 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 it was interesting too, you know, the emotion. I decided not to jump on the train and go to crazy town. Mm-hmm. Instead, I stayed with her and expressed myself. And it was amazing how quickly, she, and she came over and she goes, do you need a hug? Which is such a throwback to when she was a little girl because, you know, with teenagers- they stop hugging you mm-hmm. and she really like, not only did she stop hugging us, but she would flinch not so mm-hmm. much anymore oh, yeah. during oh, yeah. the really dark year of freshman year. <laughs> that's what would happen. The flinching. There's a little tense tensing up that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not such an active flinch. So she came over and she hugged me and we moved on. But I think mm-hmm. that, you know, like that was one of those things where I felt the anger, but really I felt hurt. You know, and and it quickly manifested into God darn it, you know, gosh darn it in my mind. And then, you know, kudos to Rowan for like diffusing me, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is not her job, however, she did it really well last night. Um, I love the idea of the signal fire <laughs> because it yeah. is, right? Yeah. It I mean, just it's just, there's just something else here. Yeah.
1: There's something else here. And to use the energy, because sometimes when we do get angry, it's because we did get hurt or some, someone did something to us that mm-hmm. is not okay. Mm-hmm. Or we didn't know that was a boundary, but suddenly I do now, I know now. Yeah. And so there's a fire that can that propel you into speaking and asking for what you actually need. Yeah. And this is, of course, I'm t- I'm talking mostly from a, a functional adult perspective, mm-hmm. but with the kids too, I, I invite them to feel anger. I want them to feel that in their body and then work through how do we want to move it out of your body? That has always been my conversation from as early as I can remember with the kids of great. Let, there's a feeling, there's an emotion going on. It's in your body. How do we want to get it out?
0: Yeah. Let's, can we role play that? Yeah. So I'm your child and I just, you know, accidentally broke a toy or something happened and here I am and I'm full of anger and I'm stomping Mm -hmm. and I'm so, so mad. So mom, I am, I'm just so mad. Yeah. And, and I like to add physical touch if
1: possible. So let's, let's go, let's go sit down together. Let's get, let's get on the floor. Mm -hmm. Do you want to sit on my lap? Can Mm -hmm. I hold you? There's something about the physical touch that Mm -hmm. would be nice. Mm -hmm. So ask permission. And if it's not okay, it's not okay. And that's totally fine. You can just sit next to each other.
0: Okay. I'll sit next to you and I'm still so mad. And so what do you say to me? Great, so tell me about that. Where do you where, you say you feel mad? Yeah. Um, can you feel what does it feel like in your body? Can you feel something in your body? Yeah, it feels like everything is tight and I want to hit. Okay. And can you point to where it is? Yeah, and I'm pointing to kind of my my arms and my shoulders and my chest.
1: Okay, and you want to hit.
0: Yes. okay. should we should
1: we just do that? Do you want to try to hit something? Yes. Okay. Let's, let's go to the couch and let's, let's stack up those pillows. And you know, that wiffle, whiffle that plastic bat you have. Just yes. go for it. Just oh, go yeah. for it. Go oh, for it. the
0: bat. Okay. I'm hitting yeah. the pillow. I'm hitting the pillow. Okay. And now it feels kind of funny. And what do you say stuff? What, yeah. what are you mad about, honey? While you're hitting, just oh, say. I'm mad that I broke my toy and I'm mad that I can't fix it. And I'm mad. Keep hitting. I'm going to hitting awesome. and now I don't really feel that mad anymore, but I still want my toy to be fixed. Do you think you could help me fix it?
1: Okay. Yeah. Let's sit back down. That's awesome. You did so good. You just, you felt mad and you got it out of your body. And do you, can you feel a difference on that
0: yeah. now? Yes. Okay.
1: Awesome job. So now besides being mad, let, let's just go through the the other feelings. Are you
0: sad? Well, yeah, because I'm not sure even with your help if I can fix my toy. Okay. Are you scared? No. Okay. Are you happy? No. But I'm more happy than I was before I hit the couch with my bat. Okay. Are you surprised? No. Okay. Embarrassed? Mm, Maybe a little bit because I kind of threw a big fit. Okay. And, or are you disgusted? No.
1: Okay. So a little bit embarrassed and maybe a little bit sad. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Of course, of course you would feel that way. I would feel sad if I accidentally broke one of my favorite vases or, you know, pieces of jewelry, something I really care about. And you obviously really cared about that toy. Mm -hmm. So What do you want to do with that? Is that in your body feeling sad or a little embarrassed? Can you feel that in your body?
0: Hey, everybody. Listen, I'm so excited to give you an update on song. Finch song. Finch delivers. I shared last month that I was going to have them create an original song for Ian, my graduating senior. Well, the song is done And the process of co-creating it with the artist on Songfinch was so cool. I got to provide details and ideas, and then the musician of my choice wrote up the lyrics, put it to the music that I picked, and the results are so cool. I can't wait to surprise Ian with it. I will be sure to record it and share it with all of you. Songfinch is an innovative service that lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and it lasts forever. After moving through their process, you get the final results No, not really. Okay. I don't think so.
1: Great. I think I feel so,
0: okay now. All right, honey, what do you need? I want you to look at my toy and tell me if you can help me fix it. Awesome. Let's go do it. Okay. That was great. Thank you for playing with me. Yeah. So, um. So now when I yeah. think about older kids, mm-hmm. right? Because this is always like, yeah, but... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: This stuff's a little easier to do when the kids are younger, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, if you put this, <laughs> this is your foundation. Yeah. I, and, and actually love to tell you about, um, you know, real life story with my son who is in the sixth grade. Yes. Um, and he has just was having a rough year. Um, and I, those rough years. <laughs> I, know. Gosh. you know, you remember the, the years, the years <laughs> and, I just happened to be sort of puttering upstairs in the hall closet. And I looked in his bedroom and he was face down on his bed. Mm -hmm. So I came in and said, Hey, bud, you know, what's, what's going on? And he just muffled, uh, in his pillow. And I spent a little bit of time just mostly in silence with my hand on his back, Mm -hmm. just being fully present with him, just breathing, just being there. Uh, I said, can we, can we talk about it? And can you flip over so we could talk about it? And I asked him, What are you feeling? And he he really couldn't articulate it. And I, you know, sort of touched on these, like, are you sad? Are you mad? Are you scared? And all he knew was where it was in his body. Mm -hmm. Like there was no words for it. And I said, Well, where is it in your body? And he pointed to his chest. Mm And I said, what do you need right now? And he said, I need to cry. Hmm. And he, and I'm like, let's get it out. Let's do this. I'm right here. I've got you and you can, let's get this out of your body because you know you feel better when it's out of your body. And so I just put my hand on his chest and, that's all he needed. He just needed to feel a little safety and support, and to be, you know, held. Um, and he cried. Man, he let it rip. Mm. And of course, as a mom, I'm just like, oh my god, what? My mind is like, what's happening? Oh my god, what happened at school? Oh my god. But mostly, I just kept breathing with him and stayed there, and it did pass in about, you know, about a minute. And then we took some breaths. Like, good job, you did Mm -hmm. awesome. You felt a feeling, and you let it go. And now, where else is it? Mm -hmm. And he pointed to his stomach,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and I'm like, "What do you need?" He's like, "I need to cry again." (laughs) I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Oh, okay, let's go for it. Let's get it out." And I put his hand, and this sobbing was like the full-on emotional release like yeah. a, a harder cry than the first one and again it lasted about you know under under a couple of minutes that that was a doozy mm-hmm. and then you know we just breathed we were mostly quiet and i was just loving presence for him and i said what do you need now he's like i just need to be alone i'm like you got it you did awesome and mm-hmm. and i'll be downstairs if you need anything And there was this beauty of not putting words to it. I know I wrote a whole post about putting some language around it, but there's also a natural intelligence that these kids have. And we have as adults, we may be a little bit farther away from it, but they're a little bit more in their bodies or, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he was still in the sixth grade. And he could just feel it. And sometimes that's all, they, that's all they need. And they need permission to let it out in a way that's productive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really what I heard in your story is the deep, safe permission that you yeah. gave him, especially our boys. Yes. Our boys, which they shouldn't need permission to show emotion. And fortunately, our culture kind of dictates that a bit. Oh, yeah but I, think, I, they just, I really yeah. think they need more. I really think more support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thank you for sharing that. I bet that was really one of those that'll stay with you, right? Yeah, and he's 16 now, and
1: I'm not kidding. He didn't make the level jazz band that he really wanted, and we basically went through this exact same thing in like the 16 year old version of it mm-hmm. on a walk, right? Mm-hmm. But I just was there and went like. You know where is it what do you feel and what do you need and he could he wanted a little bit more independence a little more space but it's it, it there's something about it that he recognized mm-hmm. this process of like oh there's an emotion i can feel it and let it move
0: yeah well in that common language and i want people that are listening you know there is no closed window to when you can start talking about right. emotions and feelings and where is it in your body don't think that you know, if your kids are older that you somehow missed this opportunity, it simply sounds like, oh my gosh, I learned something new and I am committed to practicing it. And I'm going to be talking about it. And I hope that you join me, you know, like Mm -hmm. just invite your family into what it is that you're learning because it's important to you. And, you know, on the flip side, you're modeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just, I mean, a couple of other real time
1: examples came Mm -hmm. up when my youngest, and he uh it was a couple of years ago, he lost his favorite little blankie, it was stolen, and and he was really, really sad. And he was old enough for me to explain this is called grief. Mm. And so it was a new word. It wasn't the happy, sad man. This is a, a more, you know, he was cognitively ready for another word. Mm-hmm. This is called grief. And this is, this is what we feel like when we lose anything, mm-hmm. we lose a relationship, we lose a loved one, we lose a thing. And there's real deep feelings. And that's called grief. And that helped him orient around, wow, that's what that's called. And then, um, just this last summer, my oldest came back from Costa Rica and was having a whole, just a really hard time reassimilating back here because there was, mm-hmm. <laughs> because was he was in Costa Rica. Because he was in Costa Rica. And, in like sanity of, of nature and everything and coming back. And like, yeah, this is, this is called reverse culture shock. This is like a real thing. This is what happens. I love that. Like just any naming of, yeah, that what you're experiencing is real
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and there's some words for it. And sometimes there aren't.
0: Yeah. And Dan Siegel talks about flipping your lid and the brain in the palm of the hand and listeners have heard me talk about it. But that's, that's another thing that I talk about as well, especially with our littlest kids, but with all of them, but, you know, feeling, being in a tantrum or feeling all of this overwhelming emotion can feel really scary. You know, they mm-hmm. feel out of control and that is why I'm always inviting um, the parents that I work with into teaching their kids about their brain. And like I said, um, if you go to joyfulcourage.com slash brain, you see there's a couple videos there that highlight this, but it, it becomes this like you were talking about, oh reverse, oh, reverse culture shock. It's a thing. Oh. I flipped my lid. Like I just dysregulated. It's a thing, you know, and there are steps and this is a great place listeners for you to start that foundational conversation around. And there are things that we can do to support ourselves in coming back to a regulated brain and one of them being name it to tame it. That's what Dan Siegel calls it. Naming our emotions as well as where do you feel it in your body and all the other things, Sarah, that you were talking about that are so useful. Do you have any, so you see a lot of people in your practice, you know, and and, and for people who are listening that just aren't sure where to begin, even though we've given a couple areas to start, any baby steps into this work? And maybe even in the context of perhaps somebody's listening, who's thinking about another adult in their life that they want to support with emotional regulation and naming feelings. Do you have any thoughts on, on baby steps to build that bridge? Um, oh my God, there's so many resources
1: (laughs) and books out there, but I think just for me, I'll just come back to my own personal experience is if we're not present Mm -hmm. in the, in our, in, in the moment, it's really hard to feel, Things, it's hard to name things. So I actually always point people back to building a foundation of just being present mm-hmm. a little bit more aware. And then I, I'm just talking, I am noticing what is happening right here right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that may the baby steps may be Oh, look, I just acknowledge that I am actually having a body sensation. Mm-hmm. I, I can actually feel my feet on the ground. Or I'm really looking at the people's faces in the room. Mm -hmm. Or I'm just taking a deep breath. So there's, for me, the first place I always start is, is let's build little moments of being present Mm -hmm. throughout our, you know, throughout our day, throughout our week. And then it's from there that we can start building and exploring. Maybe we need to build a, 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 language vocabulary. And on my, um, on the blog post that you saw, I actually linked to just a list of feelings mm-hmm. and it's quite that. an, ex- quite an extensive yeah. list of feelings and body sensations, which I love when I saw a, a similar list, um, being put together from the Hoffman Institute. I, I loved it because how many times we just don't have that much language for it. Right. Um, so maybe the people want to um, a new vocabulary for it, or it may just be, I'm just going to practice feeling what I'm feeling mm-hmm. and I don't even have to talk to anybody about it. Or maybe I just want to journal it out, or maybe I want to run it out, but the practice in not
0: denying mm-hmm. what is happening. That's so good. And listeners don't worry. The link to this blog post that Sarah's referring to will be in the show notes. Absolutely. So you can check it out as well. Ah. Oh. I could talk to you for like three more hours. I know. I'll Keep talking. That's great. <laughs> it's so <laughs> good. It's so good. And like you know, just coming back to that whole parenting as a personal growth and development workshop that never ends. Right? Gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in the context of parenting and you know, naming our emotions and how we're feeling, what does joyful courage mean to you, Sarah?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the courage to try something new. And if that's new to, I'm going to try a new parenting technique. If that means I'm going to sit with a feeling instead of stuffing it, I'm actually going to say something instead of not saying something. Any new behavior to me is deep, Mm. takes deep, deep courage. And from when we, when we take those leaps into courage, for me, it is, always ends up being really joyful Mm. like there's such an empowered um you know a sense of empowerment and it leads to new opportunities or new kind of directions that i might not have um, known about if i hadn't been courageous so those two words fit so beautifully together that, that it's just joyful courageousness when we when we try something new
0: thank you how can listeners find you and follow your work? Yes, I, um, uh, probably my website would be
1: a great, it's got lots of resources, links to books and, um, blog posts and some audio recordings of, of just, um, helping people drop in to the present moment too. Mm, love it. Like med- like guided meditations. Yes. Yes. Perfect. There's a four minute one and a 10 minute one. Oh, love it. And that's at Yao Consulting. That's Y-A-O consulting.com or on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. It's under Sarah, S-A-R-A, Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y, and Yao, Y-A-O.
0: Yay. And listeners, all of those links will be in the show notes so you can find your way to Sarah through there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming back and coming on and being in conversation with me. I appreciate it. Such a joy. Thank you for having me. Joyful Courage community. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Big thanks and love to my team, including my producer, Chris Mann at Pod Shaper. Be sure to join the discussion over at the Live and Love with Joyful Courage group page, as well as the Joyful Courage business pages on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, really anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Also, I mentioned patreon at the beginning of the show check it out www.patreon.com joyful courage this is where you can contribute to the show and take advantage of patron perks like content rich monthly webinars and deeper discussions about what's being shared on the podcast you will like it www.patreon.com Dot com slash joyful courage. Any comments or feedback about this show or any others can be sent to Casey at joyful courage.com. I personally read and respond to all the emails that come my way, so reach out. You can also sign up for my biweekly newsletter at joyful courage.com. Just go to the website, sign up for that. Take a breath, drop into your body, find the balcony seat, and trust that everyone is going to be okay. Big love to each and every one of you. Have a beautiful rest of your day.
2: Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory